Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Evan Brand. Thanks for joining me. I'm a certified functional medicine practitioner and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Today, we're diving into the gut-skin connection. Surely, your dermatologist knows that the gut has a major impact on the skin, right? Surely, if you've ever been to the dermatologist for any type of issue or for your children, surely they've said, hey, honey, why don't we get the gluten and the dairy and the grains out of your diet? Why don't we get you off glyphosate and go 100% organic? Why don't we add some beneficial omegas and probiotics and give you digestive enzymes and fix that Giardia parasite infection? Surely that's the conversation you've had with the dermatologist, right? Of course, I'm being sar sarcastic, and if you actually have a dermatologist like that, please email my office. I want to interview them. They're awesome, but that's just not the reality, and they're decades behind of where they should be, and I have better clinical success improving and reversing skin conditions, including autoimmune skin conditions, than dermatologists do, and that's a crazy bold claim for me to make, but I can say that because I've worked with countless clients clinically that have been to every dermatologist in their town or even in the country where they've traveled to supposed specialists and they've never considered any of the major root causes when it comes to skin health and that is coming from the issues in the gut in the microbiome which are damaged by the various toxins and things that we investigate so you can improve your skin by fixing your gut now, there are some topical things that can help and all of that, but we're talking root cause medicine here. That is what I'm all about. So thanks for joining. Hope you're ready for the fun ride we're about to have. If you need help clinically, please reach out. You can book a free call with my staff. I have a functional medicine practitioner on, on standby, Megan Gump. She's amazing. I think you'll love her. You can book a 15-minute free call with her. evanbrand.com slash free is the link. And in the meantime, get my omegas going. Check out my pure omegas at my AuraRoots.com store. That is a product that we've used many, many, many times to improve skin issues because omegas, you have to have the omega 3 to 6 ratio balanced. Also, another consideration would be my pure digest. If you're looking for some guess and checks, you know, I'm not a huge fan of this, but hey, I know you might just want to get better. Maybe you're not able to do the consult deal right now. Fine. Those are a couple ideas. And then lastly, assuming that you don't have a major gut infection, you may consider my ProBio 50, which is one of our newer pro probiotics. This is a dairy-free, shelf-stable, histamine-supporting probiotic. It contains 50 billion live strains. We have 10 specific probiotic species. This is an amazing product. It's an extended release technology. This is light years beyond some of the consumer grade products. This is a professional manufacturer that we use. You literally can't access this unless you're working with a practitioner or you decide to order it on my store. So those things might work for you. The ProBio 50, the Omegas, the Pure Digest Enzyme, that's probably a really, really, really good start. I've got some other ideas, but you know, it's probably best that you test, not guess. So let's dive right into the show without further ado. I hope you enjoy. Quite a big topic of discussion. A lot of my patients have gut health, hormone health, and part of that whole sequelae of symptoms is going to be skin issues. And it's important, right? Skin kind of is your first representation to the world of who you are and your health. And if you're healthy, you want good skin as a byproduct. So we're going to dive into that and talk about you know things you can do to improve your skin and your gut health if it's not at an optimal level. Evan, how are we doing today, my friend? Doing really well. And you're right. When you see someone, your initial gut reaction, you know, they say don't judge a book by its cover. Pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> when you look at somebody, 
you go, oh, wow, they don't look healthy or they look pale or they look frail or they look weak. I mean, we make a lot of quick judgments on people. So, you know, for the people listening that are like, well, I don't really care about my vanity. You know, that's so vain or whatever. It's like, well, do you want a good paying job? Do you want a, a, a good spouse? You know, you might not even get to the second date if the person looks at you and goes, oh, wow, you know, this person looks unhealthy. They look sickly. So I think it's it's important to, to try to go beyond feeling vain about it and know that, as you mentioned, your skin is, it's, it's a picture of your health picture. And my skin was a really good barometer for me going through some of my detox protocols. My wife would look at me and say, honey, you look pale. And I would go take a binder. And then all of a sudden my skin tone would get better. It was almost like I was recirculating toxins. And then when I took my liver or detox or binder support, my skin looked better. So for me, I kind of personally use it as a barometer. Or if I eat dairy as a treat, I may see acne pop up and I'm like, oh, look at that. Look what I did. Here's the effect of that dairy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. In the pre-show, we were trying to figure out effect versus affect, right? And so effect is the end result. Affect is the, is the verb. So we're trying to wrap our heads around that. The English language is quite the, uh, the crazy thing. So yeah, absolutely. So skin is very important. So there's a lot of different aspects of skin, right? It's first aspect is, you know, just keeping acne and skin rashes under control, whether it's psoriasis or eczema or just general acne. There's different food allergens that can have effect on that. Um, there's different enzyme and acid and just indigestion with foods not breaking them down that can have a big effect on that. And there can also be things like hormones. So whether it's elevations in testosterone with women, whether it's you know testosterone androgens that can have a major impact on women's skin. Uh, also just inflammation in general, food allergens in general, high levels of insulin can create more oil from that sebaceous gland. And that sebaceous gland, that oil can feed a lot of the bacteria on the skin, which can create Obviously, the acne vulgaris bacteria feeding and creating acne. So there's a lot of different mechanisms, right? So when you look at skin health or anything, there's a lot of different components. And so food allergies are one component. Indigestion, not enough acid and enzymes, a component. And of course, things like H. pylori and bacterial overgrowth and fungal overgrowth and parasitic infections can all impact that. And then, of course, female hormones can play a big role. Estrogen dominance is a big thing. Insulin resistance is a big thing. Insulin resistance can feed excess androgens in women. That's a big thing. And then, of course, increased aromatization and estrogen in men can also feed skin issues as well. So there's a lot of different connections here that play a big role. And, of course, certain nutrients, if you're deficient in zinc or vitamin A, can also play a big role in skin health as well. And then, of course, poor detoxification because your skin is the integumentary system and it plays a major role in detoxifying. It's with the biggest organ of detoxification in the body. So there's a lot of different mechanisms here and we'll kind of dive through them one by one. Imagine how much profit we could reduce from the makeup industry if, well, I guess it would be a multifactorial process, right? Number one, you'd have to convince women that natural skin is beautiful and that you don't need the six inch long eyelashes and all that. But imagine how much of a hit we could put into the the makeup industry if we were to improve people's skin because you have so many women that they'll say oh well I wake up with bags under my eyes it's like well it's not the bags that are the problem that need to be covered up by makeup those bags under the eyes are the clue that maybe there's some lymphatic issues or there's some detoxification issues and I have so many women yeah food allergies you're right I mean I have so many women that report that just by working through some of the protocols that you and I use that they need less makeup and of course their husbands are always wanting women to look more natural anyway at least my wife I look at her and I'm like wow she's naturally pretty I don't think you need or should be putting stuff on so 
and of course there's the mental brainwashing of society and the psychology behind makeup and all that that we don't have to get into but i think from a biochemical perspective women should embrace the way they look and use that as a motivating factor to work on these underlying issues that we're talking about meaning don't just go for the foundation or whatever it's called to, to cover up the bags let's fix the bags yeah and ideally you get healthier so if you want like a natural healthy makeup option there's some decent ones out there you need less of it to kind of get the job done you know because some women it's it's it, it's part of the who they are is they've been doing it for so long so let's just try to reduce it and try to use healthier ones that are going to be less toxic right Yep. And the Environmental Working Group, we'll just get that out of the way now. The Environmental Working Group has done a great job of their Skin Deep database. You and I have covered that. Yes. I know you've mentioned some of the uh, Michelle products and some of these others that, that, are, that are helpful. Yeah, I like the Marie Veronique. There's a couple other good companies from a skincare standpoint. So the first rule of thumb when you're supporting your skin is do it with food right? Don't put toxins and food allergies, fix your gut, use good nutrient dense foods, right? Your skin needs high quality fats. It needs high quality amino acids. It needs collagen. It needs vitamin A. It needs zinc. It needs a lot of good nutrient dense foods to support it. Uh, we also want to decrease inflammation, right? A lot of the junky omega-6 fatty acids, trans fats, foods that are refined processed grains, lots of sugar that drives insulin. Insulin feeds the sebaceous glands to make oil. Oil can feed uh, bacteria, on the skin and create acne. And then of course, food allergens can also drive eczema, can also drive psoriasis, uh, subharanic dermatitis, right? A lot of these things that are fungal or bacterial or autoimmune based can be driven by a lot of these things. So food's really important. And again, there's a big disconnect in the dermatology community. Like you go to a lot of conventional dermatology offices, they'll say in some of the pamphlets, like food does not influence your skin. And that's an absolute crock of crap. Right? And part of the reason why that's the case is because dermatologists aren't educated in nutrition. They're not doctors in medical school. Conventional allopathic doctors have very little education in nutrition. And when they do, it's primarily from the aspect of a disease vitamin connection, right? Scurvy, low vitamin C, beriberi, low B1, right? A lot of these diseases that are connected to low nutrient levels. But we know Health is not about diseases. It's about health is on a continuum. And so the extreme end is a disease, but there's a lot of stuff in between that we're looking at. And part of that could be skin issues. And so certain nutrients play a big role. And I can tell you, having seen thousands of patients and hundreds who have skin issues, you know, I've been able to have, you know, 95, 99% resolution with these issues, partly because of the fact that diet plays a major influence. So foods, um, keeping carbohydrates in check, reducing insulin. Insulin in women drives lots of androgens. Androgens will create more cystic acne, inflammation, even dairy, like even sometimes butter in, in really healthy people could be a problem. So I always say anytime you have any acne issues, we're cutting out 100% dairy, even Kerrygold grass-fed butter out of the gates. And that'll be one of the first things we try to add back in as the skin gets clearer to see if it's kryptonite or not. But that plays a very important role. I'm trying to get more zinc in your diet, whether it's like pumpkin seeds or oysters or just high quality grass-fed beef. Zinc's very important. You can always throw in some extra zinc in your multi or um, in a zinc lozenger. Zinc's very important for the skin. Vitamin A, very important. Some studies back in the 1920s on two dermatologists called Pillsbury and Stokes, and they found that probiotics and cod liver oil were very important for skin health. This is 100 years ago. So the fact that dermatologists aren't up on this literature is just ridiculous. It's because they aren't interested in a nutritional intervention when you have Retin-A and clindamycin and Accutane and tetracycline and, and Differin and 
Eucrisa and, you know, all these different medications that are used for skin, right? That's what their go-to is and that's what they're educated on. And it doesn't fix any of the problems anyway. It's, it covers it up. And so there's a lot of other things that can be done and have been done for a very long time. It's funny that you and I are not dermatologists, but that we have, in most cases, better results than dermatology offices. And at least if it were a comparable success rate, like with their drugs, that's palliative care and what we're doing is root cause care. So maybe if you took Joe Blow and Jane Doe over here and let's say they work through you and I in our protocols and testing and then they go to the dermatology office and just get the Accutane or whatever, maybe in terms of look, maybe you'd make the person look similar because those drugs do work, but then you get off of them and things go backward. But man, all I'm saying is, I think we're better at skin. Now, I don't know how to recognize melanoma. My grandfather's had it and he's got it cut out. So in those skin cases, yeah, go to your dermatology office. But if it's more of these chronic issues, these more functional skin issues, I tell you, we're going to have much, much better results. And somebody listening may hear what you said and go, oh my God, he said 95 to 99% success rate. You're not, you're not inflating those numbers at all. I can tell you with confidence those numbers are legit that you're saying because I've seen the same thing. Even within just six weeks of gut protocol, sometimes we've had 80 to 90% improvement in skin symptoms. Yeah, I think dermatologists do a really good job at handling skin cancers. You know, I think that can be very helpful, picking up melanomas. Um, There's also a lot of the autoimmune stuff that they recognize. It's typically, you know, they're just going to recommend corticosteroids or some kind of, you know, immunosuppressant like Elodel or Eucrysta. There's not a lot of options or they're just throwing a lot of antibiotics on the skin, which can screw up your skin microbiome as well. Your skin has its own microbiome. So some of these things acutely may be fine if you have a teenage kid that has an acne flare and you want to decrease the chance of scarring, right? That makes sense. But, you know, what's the long-term solution, right? You need a long-term solution outside of that, and they may not have those options for you. So it's good to have someone in your back pocket, know where they're good, know where they're not. There's getting to be more holistic ones out there that understand diet plays a big, big role, and that's good to know. I mean, I think, you know, if if your kid eats like crap and your dermatologist says it doesn't matter and then that keeps your kid's acne flaring, well, that's not going to fix any problems. And plus, we know skin requires nutrition, amino acids, fat-soluble vitamins. So just kind of from like a, a foundational level, you need to consume good building blocks so you can, your body can repair and turn over and use those good building blocks to help your body become stronger, Right. Food and calories that you consume and nutrients you consume, they're not just for energy, they're actual building blocks so your skin can turn over. So very important there. I think also with sunlight and things like that, getting some sunlight, don't burn, right? Minimal urethemal dose. If you're going to go outside, make sure you're using, you know, for a long periods of time where you would burn, make sure you're doing a full spectrum sunscreen that's going to block out UVA and UVB. For a long time, we've only blocked out UVB light and we let a lot of UVA come in and People will damage their skin because the collagen will get destroyed if you're chronically allowing a lot of UVA exposure. The UVB that gives you the burn is kind of the, it tells you whether or not you're out there too long. But if you block the B and allow the A in, you're basically allowing yourself to potentially destroy collagen. So if you're going to be out in the sun, use a, a full spectrum UVA, UVB, maybe even a UVC to make sure you have coverage if you would get burned. 
and then try to get yourself some sunlight. And then for me, topically, I'm going to be using some natural retinol. Not a lot of the Retin-A. The Retin-A has a lot of side effects, can create redness and irritation. Don't love it. But I'll use some of the Retin-A with some vitamin C and glutathione and some of the skincare products that I use. I use a really excellent prebiotic, probiotic mist that have good bacteria for my skin because I want to really support my skin microbiome. Those are really important things for me on the skincare side. And then, of course, like keeping the food allergies down. Now, for some people coming out that have a lot of acne, we're going to come out of the gates with some autoimmune stuff out of the gates because I've seen eggs and nuts and seeds and dairy and butter be a problem. So we're going to be a little bit more strict out of the gates. We're going to make sure we're digesting our foods really well. Indigestion's a problem. We're going to look at the gut. The gut can play a major, major role. And I'll pause there and you can, you can kind of dive in a little bit. Sure, yeah, I'll take it further. So the gut, to me, the big mechanism is H. pylori. Now, parasites are big. I mean, you saw my skin, what, six, maybe, I can't keep up with the years, maybe six or seven years ago. My skin was messed up, and it was because I had various gut infections. I do believe parasites are a big contributor, but really, it's hard to pick a smoking gun for the gut because candida, bacterial overgrowth, parasites, they all contribute to the same thing, which is an issue with nutrient absorption. They create this malabsorption problem. But I think H. pylori is one of the big ones for people because of what it's doing with the parietal cells and reducing your stomach acid. Because then what's really happening is you have this domino effect of the H. pylori then allowing the putrefication of your food, which then creates the overgrowth of even more pathogenic bacteria, which then may allow parasites to thrive because now there's not enough stomach acid to kill them off. So I really do think that H. pylori was one of my big variables for my skin. And I can tell you with confidence that I've seen it in countless, countless teenagers and people in their 20s that are still dealing with acne. If we get rid of H. pylori alone, we may have 60 to 75% improvement in the skin just based on that. And then the question is, well, can you bring in enzymes to help reduce some of the malabsorption? And 99% of the cases, yes. Rarely is there too much inflammation or gut irritation where we don't do enzymes and acids out of the gate. But really, if I were a dermatologist running a brick and mortar practice, you know what I'd have on my shelf? I'd have digestive enzymes. And every client that comes in with skin problems, here's your enzymes. And that would fix it. Yeah. Enzymes and HCL, as long as there's not so much gastritis or gut irritation, definitely a combination of the two for sure. I, I 100% agree. And then a good elimination diet plays a big role. Um, these, you know, if you have bags under your eyes, that's called allergic shiners. And allergic shiners, they're basically a pool of the lymph under the eye area because there's a lot of lymph in this area. And so lymphatic increase, lymphatic fluid increase is going to happen with inflammation. Think about it. If you bump your head or get in a fight and get a black eye, what happens? There's inflammation and pooling. Well, you're doing that at a, at a micro level when you have inflammation from food and you're gonna see it in the eye area because that's where there's a lot of lymph. So if you're having allergic shiners, right? Don't cover it up with makeup. Try to cut out the foods out of the gates. That's gonna be a big one out of the gates. Make sure you're consuming enough water. People that have chronically dry skin, it's not a hydration issue. Remember, fats provide a lot of the moisture to your skin to be moist and not overly dry. So if you're having a lot of chronic dry skin, you know, eat, consume good water, right? But also really make sure your fats are up and make sure you're digesting those fats. That's really important. And if you want to topically add some shea butter or some coconut oil to your skin, if it's the winter and you're in a very, really, really uh, low humidity environment, you know, you may need to topically add a little bit of that too during the, the winter months if it, when it's drier out. So you may want to topically hit it, but you don't want to get into the habit of only doing the topicals because you've got to support your skin inside and out. You know what's amazing now that you mention it like that? When my wife and I first got together, it would be 11 years ago, our diet 
was not like it is today. And every winter, her and I both, we would get really itchy. Our skin would get red. We would get really dry skin. I'm telling you, man, I did not put lotion on, but maybe once this entire winter. And I used to have to do that all the time. How funny is that? Here, all the, yeah, I remember we could when put I was... the lotion industry out of business with this advice too. Yeah, I mean, you may topically need to add a little bit, but I'll, you'll be able to reduce it 80 to 90%. I remember when I was um, first trying to get healthy 15, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, I was trying the low fat thing out of the gates. And I remember one winter, my skin was so itchy and dry. And then I remember I came across an article and I started adding in coconut oil and, and olive oil. And I was just doing a tablespoon of a day. And I remember being like, wow, my skin, the dryness just, it, it reduced 80, 90% with just internally adding fats. Because I'm thinking like, oh, dryness, that just means more water, right? You need more water. But you need to be able to carry that water to the skin. And, and the fats provide that kind of support. The fats help bring that hydration to the skin. And so fats for me played a huge role. And I've seen that as well. And of course, with all this fat phobia, the more dry your skin gets, that means the more inflamed it's going to get, the more inflamed, the more redness and, and, and potential for other issues are going to happen. So if you don't have enough fats on your skin, that can create this cascade of a lot of other skin issues. Well, you know what else is I've, I've noticed too, you know, I'm Irish descent, at least some Irish, some German. And years ago, I would never be able to get tan. I would just straight burn. And I rarely wear sunscreen. Maybe you advise me different, but I typically just wear like a big sun hat in the summer if it's like 95 degrees and it's freaking hot. I might do some zinc oxide if I'm out all day, but if I'm just out like half an hour playing in the garden and then I'm going to head back in and cook lunch or something, I'm not putting sunscreen on. I'm just out there with no shirt. And I used to just burn so bad, even from that dose. Now I don't burn. The fats are helping me not burn now. Maybe yeah. it's the meats too, the collagen. I mean, there's something changing where I, I just... I can I can bronze now, which is pretty interesting, especially for an Irish guy. Yeah, the fats definitely play a big role in helping to bring calcium to the skin. That can be I've seen that be something. Also, having a lot more of the bioflavonoids, whether it's grapeseed or a lot of the antioxidants, those can go to the skin and also have an SPF kind of factor. I know grapeseed extract plays a big role. A lot of these oligomeric proanthocyanidins, which are like these antioxidants in, in fruits and vegetables, can play a big role. The fats, like I mentioned, the omega-3s play a big role. Um, oh, you make a good say, point. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot, to, I forgot to, to mention that. Yeah, I mean, I do a ton of blueberries, like come spring, early summer, I'm doing a ton of blueberries. So I think you're right. There's probably some antioxidant factor too. Is an antioxidant factor. There's a good fat factor. The fats do play a big role with bringing calcium up to the skin, which I know helps. And then obviously having enough zinc plays a big role because we typically, the more natural skincare is going to use like zinc oxide or titanium dioxide for kind of um, a natural sun care, sun care. And so of course that, that has a deflective aspect to it. And I imagine that the zinc that you consume orally is also going to play a big role. So like in summer months, you know, I'll, I'll bang down six to eight oysters in a week and you're getting, you know, eight milligrams of zinc per oyster. So if you bang down eight or nine oysters, I mean, you're getting 70 or 80 milligrams of zinc. And yeah, I think the daily requirement's only like 10. So you can get like a week's worth of your zinc in, in one oyster session. Wow, that's impressive. Yep, it's, so, it's really good. And, and you can also get and, some extra from pumpkin seeds too, as long as you tolerate the seeds. Yeah, I, I actually had some pumpkin seeds yesterday. They were good. Just some, I got some sprouted ones. Supposedly those are easier to yep. digest. So if someone yep. reacts, maybe try the sprouted. I personally don't have an issue either way. So 
some one one thing to consider. All right, so we hit the gut infection piece. You did great hitting on some of the nutrients, just even some of the good nutrients that would be in a multi, which you and I make some really professional multis. Yeah, our multis Omegas. are going to have twenty or thirty milligrams of zinc in there, so that kind of gives you a good whack. And then if you're adding in, you know, mushrooms or grass-fed beef, right, or any some some of the healthier nuts and seeds that are out there, then, and obviously that's going to play a big role. And then collagen, collagen really helps because we're just not getting a lot of um, collagen-based amino acids, right? We're getting a lot of muscle meat. We're not getting a lot of skin or joints. So having the skin on your chicken or chicken thighs, very helpful, right? Having uh, soups or bone broth helps. And you can also really take an excellent collagen amino acid support. I know mine, we use collagen from grass-fed cows, and we also use proteolytic enzymes to help break down those amino acids to make it easy. And you can mix them in your water, you can mix them in your tea or your soup or your coffee. And so it's just a great way to get extra building blocks for your skin, and it also helps your hair and your nails and your joints. Oh, speaking of collagen, let me do a little rant here and an anti-plug. So the Bulletproof Collagen Bars, I used to eat those. Dave Asprey's Bulletproof Company, who he was the CEO of, and then he stepped down a couple years ago, and now the ex or current CEO of Hostess, who makes like ding-dongs, now he's the CEO in charge of Bulletproof Product. Anyway, I was at Whole Foods a couple weeks ago. I used to love eating those collagen, like the collagen bars, you know, it's like a hydrolyzed collagen with like a little bit of stevia or monk fruit in there with some organic cashews. And I go in there, and there's a new box, and it's like, new and improved recipe. And I'm like, yes, this is going to be delicious. And I, 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 I didn't even read it because I just thought, okay, it's going to be awesome, right? You know, and I get home and I, I start to eat it and it's like real slimy and it used to be kind of crumbly. I'm like, what's weird? Why is it slimy? Maybe I got a bad batch or something. And I flip it around and I look at the label and it's no longer organic cashews. Now it's just regular cashews. And then now there's safflower oil, which Dave was extremely anti bad oils. So now there's safflower oil in there. And there was one other thing that tripped me out. But yeah, so safflower oil from organic to non-organic nuts. And then there was one other thing. So luckily I was able to return them and get a refund. But that used to be my go-to thing that I'd recommend for people to get a good easy source of collagen as a snack. And I can no longer recommend that product. Interesting. Yeah, I had an experience too where I bought a, a mainstream collagen brand at Whole Foods. I had my own called True Collagen, but I ran out and I needed something right away because I typically put it in my coffee or tea in the morning. And I grabbed a you know good one, a name, a brand that everyone would recommend. Put it in my coffee, and my coffee tasted sour as heck. And I'm like, this is unflavored. What's going on? And basically, there's two ways you can manufacture collagen. Of course, like you you buy the the best raw material you can, but then you got to break that you know that collagen into peptides, right? And so there's two ways you can do it. You can do it with sulfuric acid, or you can do it with enzymes. And so mine, we do it with enzymes, which gives it a very, very neutral taste. So when you mix it and stuff, there's not an extra taste. But this brand, I guess, had used sulfuric acid because that's the major side effect is you get that little bit of sourness or a little bit of a bitter aftertaste when you mix it in things. And I was like, oh, okay, got it. Even though it's unflavored and you don't see anything in the ingredients, you know, how you extract those, how you extract those amino acids matters. And it can, it can really affect wow. the taste. Wow. So I'd love Crazy. to put them on blast, but if you don't want to, that's fine. And uh, we'll just tell people that store-bought is not the best. And there's a reason that Justin and I have professional 
healthcare manufacturers. And there's a reason that what we have is considered a practitioner grade. You know, I get kind of annoyed when, when people will market supplements as like pharmaceutical grade, because pharmaceuticals are crap. They're filled with corn and fillers and all kind of garbage. So when I see like, you know, pharmaceutical grade, like vitamin C, it's like, ah, get out of here with that crap. So I would just prefer that we use the term professional professional yeah. quality. Yeah. And, and that's not BS marketing. That truly is a difference. Yeah. When people say pharmaceutical grade, because there can still be a lot of crap in pharmaceuticals, it's more like the cleanliness of the factory or the, or the manufacturing facility is very clean. But you could still add a whole bunch of crap into the supplement that's not clean, but because the, the manufacturing process is clean, it's it's pharmaceutical grade, right? And so, yeah, so it's professional grade because we're also cutting out all of the extra crap that we know isn't going to be as good, fillers, dyes, corn, you know, potential glutens, all those different things that are not going to be as good. So for sure, we keep all that in consideration. And then we also do testing, right? I mean, I've, we, I've tested bunches of ashwagandha from major, you know, manufacturing people that we get it in and we test it and it's got lead in it. We're like, nope, see you later, you know, because we need to have the highest quality of product because we're working with patients and we need to, we need to have a clinical outcome. It's not just selling something and making some money. I need a clinical outcome. I need the highest quality because that matters. The outcome really matters. So you're 100% right on that. Professional grades, the where to go. So we talked about collagen. Uh, I think low-hanging fruit, anyone, you could always do a tablespoon of cod liver oil a day, a tablespoon or two of cod liver oil. The vitamin A in there is excellent. Central fatty acid is really good. Uh, eating high-quality animal products is obviously going to be great. If you're not doing high-quality animal products, will fix your digestion, but you could always do... Uh, some seafood, if you can do that. You could always do some egg yolks. You could do that. You could also do some nuts and seeds as long as you can tolerate them, especially the pumpkin seeds can be really good or chia seeds can be really good or at least some algae on that side of the fence can be great. And then I would say, make sure you're pooping every day. Make sure your bowels are regular. If you're not going every day, you could be reabsorbing a lot of toxins in your gut. And if you have a lot of bacterial overgrowth, what happens, the bad bacteria cre creates an enzyme called beta-glucuronidase. And this enzyme deconjugates metabolize estrogen. So what happens is you bind these proteins to estrogen and these proteins are that you, you're, you're basically conjugating. You're binding this protein and that allows you to excrete these hormones. And this enzyme comes in there, it deconjugates, it, it breaks the handcuffs and allows those hormones to go back into general circulation. And so it's possible that bad bacteria can really create hormonal imbalances. And if you're a female and you have potential estrogen dominance, that could be part of what's going on. And so estrogen dominance can drive hyperpigmentation and skin issues as well. So you got to be on top of that. And of course, if you're taking a birth control pill, you can almost guarantee that you're going to be in that estrogen dominant state as well because you have all this synthetic, typically ethanol estradiol in your bloodstream as well. Yeah, well said. So, I mean, we technically could have called this something like the SIBO hormone skin connection or something, but it is all connected. And we do find that when you get gut infections resolved, skin's better. And also when, like you mentioned, you're knocking out the gut infections, you're able to lower the beta-glucuronidation. And now that pathway, the glucuronidation pathway works more efficiently. And then you get other toxins out too, like mold toxin. So you can have skin issues with mold toxin. I certainly did. And that's because we know that mold toxin can affect the gut barrier. Mold can create leaky gut. So if you are treating the infections, you don't get that toxin out too, you're not fully out of the woods. And in regards to testing, let's mention that real quick and then we can wrap up. So if you're working with somebody like Dr. Justin and I, what we're going to be doing is a GI map stool test or similar. We're going to be using organic acids testing, maybe some hormone profiles, and maybe some other toxin profiles. So with urine and stool, 
we can get so much information into this and your dermatologist is never going to run a stool test. They're never going to run an organic acids test and find that you have clostridia and candida and strep and klebsiella and giardia and H. pylori and give you herbals to kill it, herbal antibiotics, antifungals. That's never the, the protocol. So I'm not saying don't go to them. I'm just saying if you want root cause solutions, these are the types of tests and solutions you need to implement, not a topical steroid, which is exactly what my wife got prescribed when she had a lot of issues. They did a good job with testing, but it was a patch test, and they found that she was reacting to some parabens and all the garbage that was in her conventional skincare products at the time. So they at least did a good job of testing that, but they never tested the actual body. They just tested the, the chemicals. They didn't go and say, hey, what are the deeper underlying issues? Oh, you've got poor methylation, poor detox function. You're not pooping. You know, you're pooping once every three days. They don't go into that. Yeah, 100%, you know, so we, we got to try to get to the root underlying issue. The problem is when you do steroids, you also weaken your connective tissue, you weaken the skin, and then it sets you up for more dependency. And then it also weakens the immune system, and it can also create more blood sugar imbalances, especially if you're having to use a lot of steroids. And that blood sugar, guess what? That can increase insulin and increase insulin increases what more sebum more oil production potentially more acne so a lot of times these medic medications can create a vicious cycle so you got to be very very careful with that so out of the gates kind of what's the reader's digest version work on the diet work on your carbohydrates work on certain nutrients fat soluble vitamins work on digesting your protein add in collagen add in vitamin a add in zinc get your gut looked at work with a good functional practitioner if the low-hanging fruit things aren't working right it's okay to you know, stop guessing and assess what is going on. Uh, also, put your comments down below. Let us know things that have already helped you in the past. I'm curious to know. Let, let us know your successes. Also, feel free and, and share this information with friends or family that are suffering or dealing with issues and want to dive into the next step or want to do deeper testing into it. Give us a thumbs up. I really appreciate it. And we'll put our links down below. You want to reach out to Evan, evanbrand.com. Great place to go. You can schedule with Evan worldwide as well as myself, Dr. J at justinhealth.com as well. We'll put links underneath as well where you guys can review our podcast. We appreciate your feedback. This helps us to help more people. So if you're enjoying this information right now, give us a quick review, just a sentence or two. Let us know if we're doing good and if we're not, give us some feedback. We always wanna do better. Evan, anything else you wanna highlight? Yeah, if people are just sitting there, like maybe they're like halfway awake or they're daydreaming, snap back into reality review us we will love you forever we really do need the reviews it helps us beat out other people you know we don't do ads on this show maybe one day i'll go back to doing some if i have a good partner that we work with again but for now this is a non-ad show and so many other shows are just filled with it you just have to put up with the spam we try to give you guys all killer no filler so i hope you recognize that take the two seconds go on your your app for iPhone users, it's probably the easiest. That's the best place to review us on your Apple Podcast app. See the show, click write a review, boom, give us the stars you think we deserve. Give us a few comments. It really helps motivate us. You know, this is kind of a thankless job. You'll get hundreds of thousands of downloads, and then maybe two people are like, yeah, that was a good episode. So um, we really want to hear it, and we really appreciate it. It's what keeps us fueled up. And Justin mentioned the links. Don't hesitate to reach out. We're going to save you more time and more money. Yes, you got to pay to play, so to speak, to get labs and consults done. But I tell you, if I knew what I know now, man, I could have saved myself years of suffering with my skin issues throughout high school. I mean, I just had... It wasn't the worst. I wasn't the pizza face kid, but I certainly had my, my issues with acne. And man, 
if I would have been able to get it dialed in now, like we do for some of our kids and teenagers that you and I work with, wow. I mean, we're literally changing the trajectory of their entire life. It doesn't go, this is, like I said in the beginning, this is beyond the vanity. I mean, I had a a kid in California who's 17, and now that his skin is so much better, he's so much more confident. He got a promotion at work, so he's making more money. He's feeling better. He's got a new partner, so he's, you know, he's with a female now, and he was previously too, like, embarrassed to to want to date anyone. So, I mean, this this could affect everything, career, finances. This is not just how you look in the mirror. So I want people to go beyond that and think about how much more could you achieve if your skin was better. And I think the sky's the limit. Yep. Also, skin and gut are intimately connected. If you have skin issues, you may not be breaking things down. You may be gassy. You may be bloated. So look within, right? Above, below, inside out. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Really appreciate it. Share, care, thumbs up, review. Links below if you want to reach out. You guys have a phenomenal day. Take care, y'all. As always, I hope you enjoyed that episode and that you've learned something that you're going to apply ASAP. If you need help clinically, please reach out. Book a free call with my staff, evanbrand.com slash free. We'll chat with you at no charge. See what's going on. See if you're a good fit for care. If we can help you out, we'd love to. As I mentioned in the beginning, three products you may want to check out. The ProBio 50, which is our shelf-stable, dairy-free, extended-release technology. It is literally no exaggeration. Everyone acts like their stuff is the best. I'm not pulling your leg. This is really a professional manufacturer that we use for all of our products. These are typically only available by working through a clinical practice or through some sort of a doctor or physician who has professional access. I'm giving you the access. Check it out. ProBio 50. It's at my AuraRoots.com store. You can also try the Pure Omegas and then the Pure Digest. That is my enzyme formula. You got to start working on the gut. So those are a few key pieces that you may integrate, but in reality, you may just want to save that, hold off, get some testing done first, figure out what's going on under the hood. So feel free to reach out if you need help. I would love to and take great care of yourself. We'll be in touch next week. Bye-bye.